You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is a sober podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and we help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every single episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, just head on over to decidedlydry.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Well, hi, my sweet friends, and welcome back to the show. Super, super glad that you decided to push play today. Friend, before we get to today's episode, I would love to ask you a question or at least tell you about something kind of exciting. First of all, do you ever feel like you have kicked the booze but are still experiencing that dreaded urge to pour a drink during the witching hour? I think we can all agree that we never regret not drinking that we are so relieved to be off that gray area drinking merry-go-round. But man, how in the world are we going to move through the stressors and the big emotions naturally now? I would love to do some healthy habit and sobriety coaching with you. I want to invite you to consider doing a 60-minute coaching session with me. Together, we will identify your stressors, the causes of your big emotions, and most importantly, together we will build an effective, practical, new self-care plan that helps you turn to healthy habits instead of drinking. If this sounds like something that could help you, please, please, please consider emailing me at, listen carefully, decidedlydry at gmail.com ASAP, okay? I am only going to be taking on a few people to get going, but I would really, really love to get to know you, get you on my calendar, and help you experience more joy in sobriety. All right. I really hope you take me up on it because I'm just super, super excited to have a new offering for you guys. All right. Let's get to today's episode. Today, it is story time. I'm totally serious. Like, I honestly hope that you are snuggled up in a blanket and ready to hear one of the most, in my opinion, beautiful, inspiring children's stories on the shelf. I think most of you that, um, I I think all of you guys know, or I hope you know, I hope you've been listening, that I work part-time as an elementary librarian at my boys' school. This is my third year as a librarian, and let me tell you, it is way harder than you think. But with its occasional challenges comes the most amazing opportunity for me to instill a love of reading in children. I also look at it as kind of a unique and, I don't know, precious opportunity to inspire and encourage them. I mean... It's, it's kind of a privilege to potentially have a positive influence on a child. And I take it really seriously. And I truly, truly love what I do. So what's my point here? <laughs> Don't worry, I have one. When I was a kid, I remember the book, The Little Engine That Could. It is written by Waddy, I think that's how you say it, Waddy Piper. Waddy? Waddy? W-A-T-T-Y. Help me out. And thinking 
when I heard the story, I remember thinking that it was a fun little story. I knew there was a train, la-di-da. Well, friends, I reread this story as an adult the other day, and holy Toledo, the amazing themes and symbolism that you can pull from this story is worth ta- or worth talking about. It is worth taking a look at. So if it's all right with you, I am going to read you the story (laughs) so that you can not only hear it, but so that you too can also see how much of it resembles our sober journeys. And don't worry, for those of you out there that are curious, this work is in the public domain in the United States because it was published before January 1st, 1928. Folks, I did my homework. So with that being said, snuggle up, invite your kiddos to listen to this portion. It is story time. Chug, 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 puff, puff, puff. Ding dong, ding dong. The little train rumbled over the tracks. She was a happy little train, for she had such a jolly load to carry. Her cars were filled full of good things for boys and girls. There were toy animals giraffes with long necks, teddy bears with almost no necks at all, and even a baby elephant. Then there were dolls, dolls with blue eyes and yellow curls, dolls with brown eyes and brown bobbed heads, and the funniest little toy clown you ever saw. And there were cars full of toy engines, airplanes, tops, jackknives, picture puzzles, books, and every kind of thing boys or girls could want. But that was not all. Some of the cars were filled with all sorts of good things for boys and girls to eat. Big golden oranges, red-cheeked apples, bottles of creamy milk for their breakfasts, fresh spinach for their dinners, peppermint drops, and lollipops for after-meal treats. The little train was carrying all these wonderful things to the good little boys and girls on the other side of the mountain. She puffed along merrily. Then, all of a sudden, she stopped with a jerk. She simply could not go another inch. She tried and tried, but her wheels would not turn. What were all those good little boys and girls on the other side of the mountain going to do without the wonderful toys to play with? and the good food to eat. Here comes a shiny new engine, said the funny little clown who jumped out of the train. Let us ask him to help us. So all the dolls and toys cried out together. Please, shiny new engine, won't you please pull our train over the mountain? Our engine has broke down, and the boys and girls on the other side won't have any toys to play with or good food to eat unless you help us. But the shiny new engine snorted. I pull you? I am a passenger engine. I have just carried a fine big train over the mountain with more cars than you ever dreamed of. My train had sleeping cars with comfortable berths, a dining car where waiters bring whatever hungry people want to eat, and a parlor car in which people sit in soft armchairs and look out of big plate glass windows. I pull the likes of you? (laughs) Indeed not. And off he steamed to the roundhouse, where engines live when they are not busy. How sad the little train and all the dolls and toys felt. Then 
the little clown called out. The passenger engine is not the only one in the world. Here is another engine coming, a great big strong one. Let us ask him to help us. The little toy clown waved his flag and the big strong engine came to a stop. Please, oh please, big engine, cried all the dolls and toys together. Won't you please pull our train over the mountain? Our engine has broke down and the good little boys and girls on the other side won't have any toys to play with or good food to eat unless you help us. But the big strong engine bellowed, I am a freight, er, freight engine. I have just pulled a big train loaded with big machines over the mountain. These machines print books and newspapers for grown-ups to read. I am a very important engine indeed. I won't pull the likes of you. And the freight train, or freight engine, puffed off indignantly to the roadhouse. The little train and all the dolls and toys were very sad. Cheer up, cried the little toy clown. The freight engine is not the only one in the world. Here comes another. He looks very old and tired, but our train is so little, perhaps he can help us. So the little toy clown waved his flag and the dingy, rusty old engine stopped. Please, kind engine, cried all the dolls and toys together. Won't you please pull our train over the mountain? Our engine has broken down, and the boys and girls on the other side won't have any toys to play with or good food to eat unless you help us. But the rusty old engine sighed. Oh, I am so tired. I must rest my weary wheels. I cannot pull even so little a train as yours over the mountain. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. And off he rumbled to the roadhouse, chugging, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. Then, indeed, the little train was very, very sad, and the dolls and toys were ready to cry. But the little clown called out, Here is another engine coming, a little blue engine, a very little one. Maybe she will help us. The very little engine came chug, chugging merrily along. When she saw the toy's clown's flag, she stopped quickly. What is the matter, my friends? She asked kindly. Oh, little blue engine, cried the dolls and toys. Will you pull us over the mountain? Our engine has broken down and the good boys and girls on the other side won't have any toys to play with or good food to eat unless you help us. Please, please help us, little blue engine. Oh, I am not very big, said the little blue engine. They use me only for switching trains in the yard. I have never been over the mountain. But we must get over the mountain before the children awake, said all the dolls and the toys. The very little engine looked up and saw the tears in the doll's eyes. And as she thought, excuse me, and she thought of the good little boys and girls on the other side of the mountain who would not have any toys or good food unless she helped. Then she said, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And she hitched herself to the little train. She tugged and pulled and pulled and tugged and slowly, slowly, slowly they started off. The toy clown jumped aboard, 
and all the dolls and the toy animals began to smile and cheer. Puff, puff, chug, chug, went the little blue engine. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Up, up, up. Faster and faster and faster and faster, the little engine climbed until at last they reached the top of the mountain. Down in the valley lay the city. Hooray, hooray, cried the funny little clown and all the dolls and toys. The good little boys and girls in the city will be happy because you helped us, kind little blue engine. And the little blue engine smiled and seemed to say as she puffed steadily down the mountain, I thought I could, 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 I thought I could. Oh, you guys, that is the end. Oh my goodness. Okay, so do you see what I mean? Let's discuss. So we've got this engine trying to make it over the mountaintop. And to me, that climb, it kind of resembles us trying to figure out how exactly to get sober, how exactly to become or live an alcohol-free lifestyle. It's those chapters of our journey where we are curious. We've had many day ones. Our gut is telling us that alcohol, it just isn't serving us anymore but we can't seem to kick the habit. In the story, there's the three engines that stop but are no help whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, you've got the shiny new one, you've got the big strong one, and you've got the rusty old one. And to me, those are kind of symbolic of our climb too, don't you think? So you've got the first one, the shiny one. It is, I don't know, it's kind of us, I feel like, in the beginning of our drinking days when alcohol is shiny and it's new and it's exciting and then comes the big engine and i think of this one as like the biggest consumption days so this is the part of our life when we were drinking our most and and then fast forward we've got the old engine and this one in my opinion in my head to me resembles the end of our drinking days. It's it's kind of towards the end of that chapter where we are tired of this toxic cycle of drinking. We are constantly feeling defeated, discouraged. We want to change. We're exhausted and we're desperate for a solution. And then, ah, <laughs> in rolls sobriety. This little hopeful possibility Like, could it be the solution that we've been looking for? In the story, I love that she thinks about what the kids will be missing if she doesn't get over that mountain, if she doesn't bring the gifts to the other side of the mountain. And I want you to pause and I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what you will be missing out on in life, in your relationships, parenting, your job, all the things if you do not get over that mountain. Seriously, think about it. You need to get up that mountain. I want you to ask yourself what you're waiting for. 
So when you feel like giving up, you need to know that you have the strength inside of you, okay? Just like that little blue engine. Don't give up. Be bold. And just think now, today, when you're done listening to this in a minute here, you have a new mantra. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Lean into that and get to the other side of your mountain because it is so worth it. It is so beautiful. It is freeing. And I want you to get there. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. I know this was a different episode, but I just, I heard that story and it was so moving to me. It was so beautiful in the moment. It was just one of those experiences where you leave feeling refreshed and inspired and just happy and you want to share it with someone. So I appreciate you listening. I've got a great guest on the show next week. Um, One last thing. I really, really want you to consider that 60-minute coaching that I mentioned in the beginning. Remember, you can email me at decidedlydry at gmail.com. And lastly, if you have not joined our private Facebook group, that will be linked in the show notes below. Make sure you take a look at that and consider joining. We share mocktails every week. We share our wins. It's a very positive community where we just focus on the good. Shocking, right? <laughs> so if you have not joined that page, I invite you to. And again, you can find that in the show notes below. Thank you again for pushing play, you guys. I will talk to you next week. If you'd like to learn more about the show or make a donation, you can head over to decidedlydry.com. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. It's sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.